Hi, and welcome aboard to Everybody Ships Us. I'm Shelley Norfleet. I'm Bonnie Dolan. And we are best friends and roommates and that's it. Yeah, we know everybody not so secretly ships us, which gave us a brilliant idea. We decided to date for one hour each week right here in our living room and see where it leads. Because what is dating if not investing your time, your energy, and your heart into a relationship with your favorite person? Yeah, what is dating if not, I don't know, hiding messages of love inside of playlists you were forced to make for each other? So let's do this. We're not dating at all. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Shelly. How are you? I'm... Chaos in a bottle. <laughs> I'm pent up chaos. I'm feeling a, a lot of kinship with Amy from Brooklyn Nine Nine today. Oh, yeah, interesting. So just like super type A chaos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like okay. I have a to do list, like a ticker running in my brain, mm-hmm. but it's all in my brain, and I'm not letting it out. So I'm just like, <laughs> just like bottled up, ready to go. Well, what's what's on your to do list? Let's. Let's uh, see if we can get some of that chaos out of your brain. Okay, that would be helpful. I have a lot to do for directing because I'm playing catch up because this summer I've been dealing with a lot of mental health stuff and that has prevented me from doing any of the prep work that I needed to do before rehearsals start. Well, and rehearsals started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now I got to like do the things. So I have to do all of those things. Okay. Like send a prop list. I have to email all the designers to set up Zooms with each individual one. I have to go through the script and like line by line decide what I want for like lighting and sound and all of these things that I haven't thought about yet, but I've pretended like I've thought about for a long time. Oh, is is that, is that all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have to read the script like 17 more times today. Cool. Easy, easy peasy. Easy peasy. Oh, and I have a self-tape to do. Today. Today. Yeah. After this? After this. Is that cool? Yeah, sure. Thanks for always being my self-tape buddy. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> You're dying. You're I dying am. inside and out. Uh, yes, absolutely. I might be dying. I am not trusting my brain lately. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's getting away from me. My mind is not my mind anymore. What does that mean? I am forgetting... Oh, everything yeah. your brain has been kind of on the loose lately. yeah you keep showing up at like 10 a.m 9 30 for our 11 a.m strategy mm-hmm. meetings <laughs> i've missed so many things i've missed therapy appointments i've missed my twins the girls i used to babysit i missed their birthday party just because i didn't know what day it was and i was also confused about what day that was happening and I'm missing everything and I'm forgetting so many things. And I really feel like it's not a normal occurrence. It's a lot of stuff that's been going on. Yeah. I thought your Apple Watch was supposed to help with this. Is it helping? It does when I wear it. Ah. The problem that's is. That's the key. I don't like the feeling of it on my wrist after a certain point because I don't like having like jewelry or other things on sometimes. I get really like weird and sensory about it. So I take it off a lot and then it gets behind when it's not like constantly connected to my phone. Yeah. So then it's like not very helpful once I put it back on my wrist. So it's kind of a cycle. So I'm just doing really great. What if it was like a necklace of like hung down like a pendant? Oh, a little apple pendant? Yeah. I think I'd probably have the same problem where I would just at some point be like, I need this off of my body. And then it would get behind or I would forget to 
put it on. Shoot, that was going to be such a good thing to solve these problems, but it's not working for you. No, like it's it's a little bit better. It gives me like a, it still has like constant reminders whenever I like on all the locations that I set to remind me to get these things when I go to Target, remind me to do these things when I go home. Mm-hmm. But then now those things have passed. I don't need those things anymore. I'm not clearing the reminders. So mm-hmm. like it's in theory, very helpful. I'm just not really optimizing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Helpful. I see. I see. I see. Damn. Yeah. So you're going to see a neurologist. Uh, I need to see a straight up doctor. first. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Uh, yeah, your doctor's giving you the old runaround, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. That's rude. We're in America, so. This is America. We'll go to so bone up. Uh, we might not be able to. <laughs> Can we use that? I don't know. I feel like we may be able to use just like a casual reference to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the whole song? We cannot sing the song, <laughs> I feel like. I still haven't looked it up. That's fine. <laughs> I'm a little nervous because even if I look it up and they say yes, I just feel like it's going to be wrong and then we're going to get sued. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're big fish, you know. That's right. That childish Gambino is going to have to take down. Otherwise, we're going to get in his way. <sighs> you know, if though, if we did that and he did send us a cease and desist letter, like that would be direct communication <gasps> from childish Gambino to us. Childish Gambino's lawyer, probably. Well, maybe he is hot. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Childish Gambino's lawyer. Yeah. I don't know why I assumed the lawyer was male. I feel like it's because I just feel like Childish Gambino would have a male lawyer. I maybe assume like him to be really masculine in a traditional sense and... Then I sort of associated that with like a masculine lawyer yeah. as well. Um, like a manly, like a, yeah. like a big old man lawyer. Like a suit behind a desk. Yeah. With a faceless suit. Just like a like triangles, you know? Yeah, like a cartoon triangle with like the head cut off by the by the top of the screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's too big. <laughs> uh, weird. So anyway. You started rehearsal. I did. How is it going? It's um, up and down. This is the first time I'm directing in a non-student directing way at this community college. And on day one, I had just a series of events that made me feel really dismissed and disrespected. Mm -hmm. I had to have a really hard conversation with a student. And I am not good at confrontation And I want to give people the benefit of the doubt for as long as possible, especially students. And this just was like such a weird situation that I had to deal with day one. Yeah. Yikes. So that was really stressful. And I had a lot of anxiety going into day two of rehearsal. But then day two went great. Oh, good. It was so much fun to get back in the room with students and to do and to lead viewpoints exercises, which is like my bread and butter. I love it so much. And I think it's helping me see um, certain blocks that um, certain members of my cast have, and I can see a road out of those blocks for them, and I'm really excited. Oh, that's exciting. Part of the to-do list involves me taking that new information and building it into my rehearsal schedule. Yeah. And that's a big project too. (laughs) 
Yeah. So you just got like a couple of little things to do. Yeah, a couple of little things. Ah, but yeah, overall it's been it's been very eventful, but I think I've learned a lot this week and um I'm only getting better as a teacher, so I'm excited. And you're already a great teacher. Thank so hot you. Damn. Thanks. That makes me feel good. Mm. <sighs> this is giving me a sunburn. Oh god. We had to take a momentary break because we were having another blinds problem. <laughs> now Shelly is very sadly trying to attach a blanket on the wall, and it's not going great. <laughs> oh, did Damn. you get it? Okay. I did it, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this looks a lot better than before. What were we talking about? I have no idea. This saga took like probably six minutes longer than I thought it was going to. <laughs> I was, the sun was just coming in on my shoulder and like, I was like, this burns. Mm -hmm. If I don't keep moving it, then I'm going to get a sunburn. I was like leaning forward and like constantly having to, the sun was moving way too quickly. Yeah. It's kind of rude, but. You don't get sunburns often though, do you? No, but I generally don't have just like a concentrated bit of sun on one part of my skin without any sort of sunscreen or anything. That's true. So I can get sunburns. Yeah. Just not very frequently. Do you wear sunscreen often? Um, I'm trying to wear it more now because of, I guess, aging reasons and also not wanting to get skin cancer reasons. Yeah, it's a great reason. Yeah. I don't really need it because I got enough melanin that like... I generally don't get too bad sunburns, even if I do get sunburns. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just would rather, one, not get skin cancer. Two, not get all like wrinkly and saggy before my time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I have little to no melanin. <laughs> I have like very low amounts of melanin. Mm. Real, really, I would never have guessed that by looking at you. Yeah, by looking at my translucent legs. <laughs> They're not translucent. By not any right means. now, but we're at the end of summer. They are bright. They're <laughs> somewhat ghostly. <laughs> Just they're they're stunning, really. <laughs> I can really see like like the whole network of veins. <laughs> <laughs> inside each of my thighs. Well. Like, just right on the surface, I can see him. Okay, so today, I think, is when we, you and I, as a couple, because mm. we're a couple yeah. on this podcast, today is the day where we take more of a serious step forward in the whole conceit of what we're doing here, and we really, like, double down on the fact that, like, we're on a date. yeah. We talked about it, and mm. we're this is what we're doing. Yeah, like we're, we're right now. We're on a date. We're officially dating. You and me. Yeah, it's been a while since both of like either of us have actually really dated yeah. someone in a meaningful way. I'm pretty rusty at it. Yeah, yeah. So me too. maybe that's why I don't have anything to say. I just are you feeling nervous? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I I'm not good at conversations or like keeping conversations going and we talk for hours well yeah every day but that's about stupid 
things, not date-worthy things. Well, why aren't those things date-worthy? Well, because, I mean, the point of the date is to impress the person, is it not? No, it's Uh, not, (laughs) Shelly. I mean, not impress the person, but, like, make them, like, see all of your, you know, like, dateable qualities. So talking about uh, same cone, different cone... (laughs) It's maybe not the most dateable quality. Um, it's a relationship quality. Same cone, different cone is definitely relationship material. <laughs> I mean, to me and to you. Yeah, exactly. And you and I are on this date together. But, okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So, okay. <laughs> I want to say that, yeah, like on a date, maybe a good idea would be to put your best foot forward, right? Yeah. To like be somebody that somebody else would want to hang out with again. Mm -hmm. But also the other half of it is that the whole point of a date is to figure out if you want to see that other person again. uh, It's not just to like make them like you. It's about whether or not you like them. Well, yeah, absolutely. But I feel like I can kind of figure out both at the same time while I'm putting my best foot forward, also receiving whatever foot they're putting forward. Yeah. But I am a little bit more focused on, you know, how I come off because I can always, I always know how I, I'm really good at checking in with how I'm feeling about the person, but I don't know how they feel about me and I want everyone to like me. So (laughs) do you, okay. Well, what's the best date that you've ever been on? Best date. Why was it the best date? Ah, (sighs) I haven't been on a lot of good dates. Is that bad? I, I don't like that for you. I no. want you to have better dates than that. Best date is probably with British guy. Yeah, that first date? Yeah. I really mostly have first dates. <laughs> um, because it was, I mean, I kind of was in charge of making it magical. It was in a really pretty location in the parking lot of my work, but it had string lights everywhere. There was um, sp- like, sp- 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 <laughs> what am I trying to say? What? Swing benches, bench swings, ben- swing benches, swing benches, Pat, the benches on patios that swing. Yes. What are, are they hung from on top or are they just like, it's a, it, like the whole mechanism is set up to swing. Well, it's these ones were attached to a large wooden frame, and the oh, okay, yeah. So it was a swing. Let's call them a swing bench. Bench swing. Yeah, there were those. Lots of trees and like really curated foliage everywhere. Um, So that was nice. And then I got a bunch of uh, snack foods from Whole Foods. It had a little picnic. Very cute. Yeah, and then you know, on a date with a cute British boy. So. What could go wrong? I mean, yeah, it was really good. And we talked for a long time and had a lot in common. And so that was very nice. So I think that was probably my best date. Why was it the best one? Because the situation was cute or because the connection was good? I think it was all of the above. Like the situation was cute. I liked the company and our conversation was pretty good, even though the whole time I was like, uh, this is, I'm, re- I'm really awkward. I don't know what to say. <laughs> he was like, you're not awkward. And I was like, why are you lying to me? <laughs> That's cute. A little banter. Yeah. Ba-a. A little ba-a. Yeah. 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 <laughs> love that. Love that. What was your best date? Hmm. Oh, well, 
this is going to sound really flashy, and it, but the thing is, it's not even, I don't think it was the reason it was the best date. Okay, I had been dating my ex-boyfriend for a very short amount of time before Valentine's Day came up. He was a pilot, and so he took me up in his private plane and flew me around L.A. You know, as one does. As one does. Um, I was terrified <laughs> because I'd never been in a small plane before. Mm-hmm. The, when you lift off, it's like nothing happened. <laughs> like, it was just like, oh, now I'm just higher in the air. None of that, like, pressure that happens when you take a commercial flight, like, none of that was present. It was like— it was like I was aware of like just how easy it would be for us to crash. <laughs> and then at a certain point, he was going to touch down and get gas in Chino, I think. But the winds were so high that we actually started to descend and like we're looking at landing. And we all, we we went all the way down to the runway. We didn't even touch down and he pulled out and he was like, no, 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 we can't, we can't land. Oh, wow. It was really unsteady and unsafe. Yeah. But he was going to get gas there, which to me is so funny because it's like pulling in at a gas station, but for planes, (laughs) they just go to an airport. Yeah. They're just like, uh, you know what? The rates here are too high. Let me just. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But I think that was the same night as we went to this place in Costa Mesa where they, they, I don't know if it's still open, but it was like an independent like taco stand that made like really weird tacos, like peanut butter and jelly tacos, things like that. And it was delicious and super weird. So we like had dinner and then he flew me in his plane. And I remember thinking like, I don't know if on the podcast I've talked about my relationship with the guy I had sex with for the first time. But he was very much about the grand gesture kind of thing. But there was an emptiness behind it. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like he didn't like me. It was like, the, this is just what boyfriends do. Yeah, this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt with with my first boyfriend, too. It was just like, yeah. you know, a teddy bear on Valentine's Day is nice, but, like, it. Is it just because you think that that's what's supposed to happen? Yeah, it's not like a gift that you know I'm going to like. Mm-hmm. But, like, with this guy that I'm talking about, that this was very much a grand gesture, but it's something that he does for work. Yeah. And he really loves it, and he was showing me a part of him, and we hadn't been dating for very long, and it didn't have the air of, like, trying to impress me. It was like, I want to show you more about me. And that's why I really liked it. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it was very cute. Also, he was, like, holding my hand, and I was terrified, which is also in and of itself cute, you know? Yeah, and I mean, honestly— he it, if that was like a you know intentional setup thing like I'm gonna take her on a airplane because yeah you know getting someone's adrenaline pumping is a good way to to get them to really you know be into you that's so right pretty that's smart right. move high stakes yeah high reward thinking you're gonna die yeah absolutely yeah um it's very interesting that my favorite date is not a first date and yours is. Mm. I don't know what that says about either one of us or our dating histories at all. I just think it's noteworthy. Yeah. I don't like first dates at all. I love first dates. I hate them. <laughs> I mean, I'm awkward on first dates, but like, I I don't know. I, I kind of dig the, the awkwardness and not knowing what to say and just kind of both of us figuring it out as we go. Yeah. I think, I don't know, I thrive in that awkwardness. Well, okay. 
I also thrive on a first date, but I hate them. Like, <laughs> I do so well under pressure. I exceed expectations. I am charming and interesting. And I know how to secure a second date, but I don't know to do the thing that I'm telling you a date is for, which is to see if I like the other person. Ah. That's why I think that's why I don't like for first dates because it's my brain is too performance mode mm-hmm. to honestly ask myself, am I having a good time? Do I like this person? That's fair. And also I think our intentions with dating have been different recently or in the past because I, after my relationship was kind of only going on dates to find someone that I could like have like a friends with benefits situation with where I didn't need to be invested in them or like think about them for the long term. Right. It was just about, can I tolerate this person? Do I want to have sex with this person? Yeah. So that was really easy for me to figure out. Now I'm kind of approaching it more as like, I'd want to see if this could be something a little bit more long term or at least see if I want to see if this is going to be something more long term. So I don't really know how to do that. Interesting. I didn't know you were heading in that direction. I'm open to it. I think that I have been afraid of relationships for so long that I don't, I kind of want to, you know, see what that's about and see if I can dismantle that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I also am terrified of relationships. I don't know if I'm open to it yet. Mm. I think sort of the recent stuff that's happened to me has really made me worried in a new way about the different ways I can get hurt in a relationship. And so it's scary on a different level, but I'm not closed off to the idea. I still am looking for a good relationship life partner. Like I do want that for myself in my life. So I'm willing to work through all of the weird shit that is happening, but I don't know how long it's going to be yet. And it's already been so long since my last relationship. I think my last (laughs) relationship ended in 2017, early 2017. Yeah. And it's late 2021. Oh, God. Mm, That's killing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When did yours end? I forget. I think officially early 2018. I'm pretty sure. I think it was supposed to end at the end of 2017. Yeah. And then I fought for us to try for a month, which led us into 2018. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I had, a, I mean, I think similarly, I fought for like a month after it probably would have ended. Yeah. yeah. Which is not, not a good idea. Not great, but endings of relationships are messy. Especially someone that you like really care about and this kind of was a shock to you. Yeah. You're just like, oh, okay. Um, can we maybe talk about this? Can totally. we try yeah. for another month? Since we're in a relationship and that's like the back and forth communication is sort of what we signed up for. Yeah. It's so weird that like you can't, one person can't make the other person into a relationship, but one person can decide whether or not it ends. And that's what was weird to me. I was like, no, this is a real, like, let's try to, to work through this. And then if we agree that it's not working, then end it, right? That's that's how you end relationships, not just one person saying, I'm out. Right. Yeah, dude, that's wild. Yeah. Well, dating you is a lot easier than dating <laughs> other people, I gotta say. Yeah. Because uh, I already know that I like you. Yep. 
Yeah. And I already know that you like me. And I already know that you're going to be in my life for the rest of my life. So. That's right. So there's a, like a little layer of security there that's kind of nice. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I said Why that. are you so weird right now? <laughs> because <laughs> we're officially podcast dating. I know. Do, should I update my Facebook status? <laughs> in a podcast relationship. In a podcast relationship. I wonder what my friends will say. Mm. They'll be like, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> we all saw this coming. <laughs> they saw the podcast coming and the relationship coming. Yeah. I don't remember who I told, but I was like telling somebody that um, you and I started a podcast and like there's somebody that's or someone that's normally very interested in the things that I have going on. And they're just like, oh, yeah. And I was like... <laughs> I feel, I figured I would get a little bit more of a response, like, wow, really? But apparently it was just such a, like, lateral move. <laughs> yeah, it's like, don't you already have one? I thought you, you don't? Well, oh, okay. You That's don't. interesting. <laughs> Damn, we're not shocking anybody anymore. No. We're like, everybody ships us. We're actually dating now. And everybody's like, yeah, okay. we know. <laughs> You want a parade or something? Is this the most brilliant idea we've ever had or the worst? Because it's completely expected. Mm, maybe it's both. Maybe it's so bad. It's good or so good it's bad. Oh, you know what? You know what's so good it's bad? What? You Raise Me Up by Josh Groban. <laughs> <laughs> it is, though. It's so good that it is just the worst. We were just listening to that before this started. It was our hype up song and it worked. It really worked. <laughs> that final chorus with that modulation and the and the kick in to mm. the to the drums and the choir. Are you <laughs> kidding choir. me? Oh man. It's so good. What a great song. And yet what a terrible song. Yeah. He really like struck lightning with that song. Yeah. Struck he lightning? He struck lightning. <laughs> He struck he, lightning. Yeah. It was so powerful that he <laughs> struck lightning. That's right. You go, Josh Groban. What is the phrase? He struck gold. Oh, then lightning struck. Yeah. Hmm. I've been saying this wrong for my whole life. Really? I think I've been saying struck lightning and I've Stop. never assessed it until this moment. <laughs> is he Zeus? Like, damn. <laughs> Well, maybe that's part of it. Maybe I was like, yeah, like Zeus struck lightning and like, you know, he's so good that you strike lightning. <laughs> oh, this reminds me of the thing. I, I recently remembered this about myself when I was talking to my mom that when I was young and people warned people not to drive drunk or not to drink and drive. I thought that it was because when you drink like oh, from a water bottle, it takes your eyes off the road. <laughs> And that's why you shouldn't so drink. You couldn't drink anything, any no. liquids, and yeah. drive. I was like, well, that's clearly unsafe. Yeah, that makes sense. You're, it's distracted driving. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Yeah. You're not. I think that that should be illegal. I think so too. Right? Like, I'm sorry. I eat in the car all the time. Yeah, it's really unsafe. <laughs> really is yeah well it's I mean I've gotten really good at driving with my knees I know my mom is too she's really good at it I my mom was so good at it and I always would get mad at her I'd be like that's not safe driving so you know you think you know better than everybody when you're a kid of course and then of course I did it yeah. and I was like oh it's so convenient when you need to like grab a food item when you're you know 
like your hair falls in your place. Any, any. Yeah, reason. you're having your applesauce in the car. Yeah, a little car applesauce, your but not the squeeze cheese. pouch. The you know full bowl, full spoon, full spoon. Yeah, full bowl, full spoon, full bowl, full spoon. <laughs> it's it's convenient. I gotta say, it's really convenient. You know what I love about you is that you when you make ramen, mm-hmm. you make it in such large quantities that it's in our mixing bowl. <laughs> Like you eat it from our mixing bowl. I gotta go hard with ramen. Well, one ramen doesn't feel like enough, but two ramens is too much ramen. Do you make a, a ramen and a half? I make two ramens. I just, just power through. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I can do this. Uh, yeah. and Hulk it out. And the, I also upgrade all the ramens. So I, you know, saute garlic and sesame seeds in sesame oil. And then I add like, chili garlic paste and soy sauce and hoisin sauce and all those things. And then the water and then the packet. And then I like let the noodles cook in that. And then I add two eggs in it. Ooh, you do an egg too? hmm Wow. And any other fancy things I have. Last time I had green onion. But like I really do it up. Yeah, so you I, do. One ramen, all that work for one ramen doesn't feel enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I do two. Do you do like a hard boiled egg or do you well yeah if you, it? your water is boiling with your ramen mm-hmm. when it starts to soften crack an egg into it let it continue boiling for like 30 seconds and turn off the heat and cover the pot and like let it sit for like oh. 2 minutes and then you've got like a soft boiled oh. uh poached egg yeah like a nice poached egg yeah that's that's damn that's like chef technique bro yeah man Guy's Grocery Games taught me a lot. (laughs) Did you really get that from Guy's Grocery Games? Most of my love of cooking came from Guy's Grocery Games because I never was that interested in it before. And then watching Guy help all these chefs who were just like really just wanting to cook for the world and have their own restaurant. I was like, yeah. Yeah. So wholesome. Yeah. I have so much love for him. And that's why I dressed up like him for Halloween and then went viral on TikTok. Sexy Guy Fieri. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of redundant. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you were really just amping up his already there sexual energy. Yeah. Just like the raw sex appeal that he has. I was just really channeling it into really a like more feminine version. Guy Fieri mixed with Chicago the Musical. <laughs> yeah. Two of the arguably sexiest things on that's the planet. Right. <laughs> That's right. It was like a Velma Kelly. It was like a Guy Kelly. Ooh. Like a Velma Fieri. <laughs> Velma Fieri. We need to talk about our challenger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. What is that tone of voice, Shelly Norfleet? <laughs> I thought you were going to say we need to take a break, so I was prepared for that. Oh, no, no. We got to get this challenger done. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you want a break before we do that? I think so. Okay, let's, yeah, let's take a, take a five. Let's take a, a cool. Let's take a cool five. Cool five. A hot four. A hot four. A solid three. Yeah. A room temperature two. Yeah. And like a, like a lukewarm one. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) Reveal our challengers to each other. Yay! I'm so excited. I am too. I spent all day working on it. I started at like 9 a.m. and I finished at (laughs) 2.30. 
I did yours last night and then finished it up this morning. (laughs) What we're talking about is that Jordan gave us challengers to make playlists for each other. Mm -hmm. The rules were it can have no more than 12 songs. It must have a through line and no skips. I feel like I've achieved two out of three. (laughs) uh, Which two? First and third. I don't, it has a, it has a musical, like a build and a, I thought about the transitions between songs, Mm -hmm. but I really wasn't thinking about like making it a whole storyline that you were to experience and like go on a journey with. Like that one playlist that I was telling you about that Anatasha made that was just John Mayer and Katy Perry songs that they had written about each other. And it was very like carefully crafted to tell the story of their relationship. Yeah. I didn't do that. (laughs) Okay. I didn't do that either. I also did the, you know, making sure everything kind of flowed. I was like testing the end of the songs with beginnings of songs, but mine's more, y- y- you'll, you'll see. <laughs> okay. Okay. So do you want to reveal to me first or do you want me to reveal to you first? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Think about who you are on a first date. Okay. And then answer what you need to work on. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? I want to go first. Great. Love it. But I want to send it to you. Oh, okay. So let me just do that. Wait, how do you do that? Um, the little three dots on... <laughs> I feel like a grandma. <laughs> ...on your playlist uh, by the play in the download circles. Um, at the bottom, there's share. And you okay. can copy link. Okay. The three circles. <laughs> I hate this. I need... Fucking A. The three dots. Three dots, two souls, one love. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to send it to you too. And then, but we'll talk about mine first. Or wait, you want me to see yours first. Yeah. I forget what you said. Uh, mine's first is fine. No, what did you say? I think I said mine first. So I look at yours first. Yes. Or. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Should we rewind the tape? <laughs> Playback. Playback. Okay. You said you want to go first, but what does that mean? Funny. Now I've lost all steam. I don't know. Okay. Heads or tails? Tails. All right. If it's tails, then you show me yours first. Okay. Alexa, flip a coin. You got heads. All right. I show you mine first. Okay, great. So I'm going to click open the one that says for Bonnie. I want to see if you can figure out. I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you do the thing that I was doing the other day where as you're adding things, you're you're doing like word association to find the next song? <laughs> no, actually. Because <laughs> there's nobody like you, never forget you, which sounds <laughs> really similar. And then it's not all about you. <laughs> No, that would have been a good idea, but I did something. It's a little bit less. <gasps> hmm. You're kidding me. Wait, you put, oh my God, every one of these songs starts with a letter. And then if I look down and I read the first letter of each song in a down, like an acrostic, <laughs> it says, Bonnie, I love you. <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> 
Oh my God, it's adorable. <laughs> it took so long. I also wanted to pick songs that were kind of in the same genre, the same like vibe and also songs that made me feel happy and like dancing. Okay, I love that. You've got Best Friend by Laufey. Mm, I have no idea. Uh, Over and Out by Jordan McCampa. Nobody Like You by a whole lot of people, including Dap the Contra- Contract. Yeah. Is it DAP or do I say DIP? Really good question. Okay. <laughs> uh, Never Forget You by the Noisettes. It's Not All About You by Lawrence. <laughs> Wait, is this a theme song to something? No, the um, the cover art is just fun. The cover art looks like it's a Disney TV theme song. Yeah. <laughs> um, Every Day by Jackson Brait. I Need You by John Baptiste. Love him. Yeah. Lovely Day and Good as Hell Mashup by Pomplamoose. Classic YouTube. Yep. Uh, Upside by Judith Hill. That looks cool. Vain by Kirby. You Shook Me All Night Long by Scary Pockets and Judith Hill. Across the Room featuring Leon Bridges by Odessa. Odessa. I love Leon Bridges. Yeah. You know this about me. Absolutely. This looks great, and I don't think I've heard a single one of these. Woo! I was, I was kind of going for that, but I was like... If she has, because she's got great taste. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. I'm excited to listen to this later. Okay, now you look at mine. Okay. I didn't I didn't do an acrostic. All right, that's fine. But that was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a theme I need to figure out? Um th- there's no puzzle. Okay. You really stepped it up with the puzzle thing. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing you need to figure out. There's okay. no surprises. Yeah. But I I know that you've heard one of these at least. Yes. But I there is kind of a theme thematic thing. Okay. I had sort of my own rules for it. I love it. Um, I have Cheat Code by Her, Starting to Get to You by Jensen McRae, Hold Up by Yonce. Yeah. <laughs> Here With Me by Alina, It's Only a Paper Moon, Ella Fitzgerald and the Delta Rhythm. It just cuts off. Is it rhythmic? It says boys. Oh, Rhythm, Rhythm Boys? Boys or something. Uh, I Did Something Bad by Shoshana Bean and Cynthia Erivo. Yep. Hard to Hold, Angel Taylor. I Want a Little Sugar in My... Uh, bowl. Bowl. <laughs> Nina Simone. I Don't Miss You, Caro Bay? Sure. Caro Bay. Sure. Uh, Pink by Leon. <laughs> Bouncing by Tanache. And Your Best Friend with Kalani by Kina Leoti and, of course, Kalani. Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. These all seem like vibes. I love all of these people. Mm-hmm. These are vibes. But I've only heard up, I've only heard Hold Up, so. Oh, good. Okay, that's the one I knew you'd heard. Yeah. Okay, this is very exciting. The vibes that I was kind of going for, there's a couple specific ones that I'm like, this is for this, and this is because of this. Mm-hmm. But generally, I wanted to give you a playlist with mostly black women. Yeah. So uh, I think out of 14 artists on here, 10 of them are black women. Love it. They're all kind of like, some of them are a little bit more pumped up than others, but it's generally kind of like a mellowy, vibey kind of feel. Yeah. Which feels very much like you sometimes. There's a couple like singer songwritery moments, which I know you appreciate. There's at least one song that you're going to want to put on when you go through the rainbow car wash. <gasps> Vibes. Which I know is important to you. It is. I think that's pink. 
Okay. Leon. Very excited. You know that I put, I did something bad because one, Cynthia Erivo. Of course. Two, Shoshana Bean. Of course. And three, it's a Taylor Swift cover. Oh, oh, I love it. Yeah, I think you're going to really love this. And then I put your best friend at the end because you're my best friend. But the song has nothing to do with us being best friends. (laughs) It's like more angry and sad. (laughs) And it's about a boyfriend, not a best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I mean, I did pick uh, my first song, one, because I had a B, but because it was best friend. And also it fit the vibe. It kind of set the vibe. Yeah. Is it the, you're my best friend? (laughs) No, that's not the, uh, that is a good one. I actually had that as an option Okay. (laughs) uh, when I decided I wanted to do the acrostic style. But then I heard this one, uh, I remembered this one and I was like, yeah, wait, wait, yeah. Cause I can, I can, I can do something with this. Yeah. Okay, good. And some of these were, uh, I listened to for the first time today. Uh, And I was just like, I added all of them to a separate playlist because I was like, these are my new favorite songs. Yes. I listened to some of these for the first time to put them on yours. Because also, like, I I listened to a good number of Black artists, but not enough. Mm -hmm. And so this is also a really good opportunity for me to expand, like, who I was listening to. Yeah. Like, one of the artists on here... I think I picked Bouncin' by Tanash. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say her name yet because I haven't heard anybody say it, but Barbara loves her. Okay, and she cool. met her at a meet and greet. And I remember seeing those photos. So when I was making this playlist, I was like, I could listen to this artist and see if I like them. And, I love that. And it's she's really good. Barbara has good taste. She does. Yeah, mine, uh, the one that I made for you, I ended up putting a lot of Black artists in because I I listen to Black artists, but kind of in one genre, more hip hop rap. Mm-hmm. And this is more of a, a like a jazz pop. Yeah. Uh, and I like it's a huge area um, for Black artists and I didn't even realize. And so I ended up I was like really pumped at all the Black artists that were making it into this uh, playlist. So Yes. OK, well, let's. Put, let's make these playlists available for the people listening because I feel like if I know your playlist like I know my playlist, it's banging. Yeah, absolutely. So people are going to want to look look at it yeah. listen to it. Well, share that with you. And also, we'll check in next week about after listening to these and see how we feel. That's good. So our challenger this week should be to listen to each other's playlists. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Jordan, thank you for this challenger. It's so good. It was brilliant. It was a lot of fun to do. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to like really curate something for you using everything that I knew about you to make you something that you would enjoy. Yeah, same. Yeah, it's cute and romantic. Whatever. We're just like adorable. Whatever. We're dating. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Which would you choose? Which would you choose? Which would you choose? Is that? Which would you choose? <laughs> Which would you choose? Which would you choose? Which would you choose? Which would you choose? <laughs> we can't make theme songs for everything. Yes, we can, <laughs> and we will. Uh, then we're gonna run into um, some really interesting ones yep, like that one. like that one, which is now locked and set as oh, the theme song shit. for this. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is. Great. It's fine. We'll we'll refine it as it yeah, goes. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad I picked a high note as a natural soprano. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Shelly the coloratura soprano. That's me. <laughs> okay, but which would you choose? I've picked a couple of questions this time. Cool. Hopefully we'll find some interesting things about 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 each other. About each other. 
we'll hopefully find some interesting things out about each other. I can't say I can't say it. Out about out about it. Out say about it right other. now or you're fired. We'll hopefully find some interesting things out about each other. Hey, I just want some pressure. I did not want to be fired. <laughs> All right. Which would you choose? Fight a chicken to the death every time you get into a car. Or fight an orangutan to the death once a year, but you get a sword. (laughs) (laughs) I have to fight a chicken every time I get into my vehicle. Any vehicle. Any vehicle? It says a car. Oh my god. Or fight an orangutan once, but once a year, but get a sword. Well, shit, because orangutans will fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah, they will. But you get a sword. You, you do get a sword. But if you don't know how to wield your sword, you're shit out of luck. hmm Which would you choose? I, thank you for asking, would choose chickens. Every time Every you time, because I already have a vendetta against chickens. It started as a fear, and then it became a hatred. And not like, you know, like, uh, I hate chickens, but like, I hate chickens and I want to personally ruin their lives. Okay. So I have questions. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I I, naturally, you know, but I would choose to, you know, fight them to the death every every time I get in the car. Yeah. Okay. Um, Question number one, Mm -hmm. was this fear slash hatred slash eventual vendetta Born out of some scarring incident between you and a chicken? No. Chickens technically haven't done anything to me. Interesting. <laughs> I already don't like birds. They are not friendly right. to me. Chickens are even more aggressive in my eyes. And also, when I was younger, I had a dream that uh, I was kidnapped by a bunch of chickens. What? And they were like dancing around me while I was tied up and then like pecking me a lot. Were they the same size as regular chickens or yes. were they large chickens? No, they were uh, regular size chickens. Chickens that have taken you off. But there was just so many of them. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't fight my way out. Oh no. So I was very I was technically scarred from that. From the dream that your brain created. Yes. Uh, and then it made me my like kind of hesitance around chickens become a fear. And then as I got older, I was like, no, that's really fucked up that they would do that to me. So it became a hatred. Okay, so I would say that like your your dream is like a hypothetical scenario, right? Mm-hmm. So you're looking at this hypothetical thing yes. where chickens have held you hostage. And now in this question, which is a hypothetical question, you've now decided to fight chickens as a way of empowering you against the thing that had happened to you again in this hypothetical scenario. Exactly, yes. So I would say um, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. It might be a cry for help, but uh, it also makes sense. Well, it, it makes emotional and logical sense why you would do that. And I affirm your decision. Oh, that's nice. Which would you choose? Um, I hate this question. <laughs> I <laughs> I think I would fight an orangutan once a year with the sword. <laughs> oh, no. I think it would become like an event for me. Mm. I plan my year around it. And I feel like it would finally get me to take some sword classes. Oh, yeah. I know they're not called sword classes, but I've kind of always wanted to be like a secret badass who like really knew how to use weaponry. Mm -hmm. 
Like I really love people who can do archery and stuff. I think they're so cool. I don't know. I just always have wanted to not be an archer, but like be somebody who knew their way around some weaponry. And I think having, like you were saying, a deadline would make me learn how to use a sword because like I would need to use a sword effectively to beat an orangutan once a year. I agree. Yeah. I think the reason I didn't pick that is because morally I have no problem with orangutans. So I like, I'd feel kind of bad. Yeah. Well, morally, I have no problem with um, killing something that's attacking me. That's fair. So. That is fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we disagree. disagree. We disagree. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have as much like a choreographed thing for that. We don't. We don't have like a like an air five thing happening. But I kind of like that. It's just like a deflated, you know, we disagree because we obviously don't agree. That's right. All right. Which would you choose? Have thought bubbles appear over your head for everyone to see. Oh, no. Or for everyone you know to have access to your search history. Search history. Yeah? Yep. 1,000%. (laughs) That was very fast. Yeah, because... I do not like, we were talking about this the other day. You wanted to watch Ted Lasso with me Mm -hmm. and I did not want to watch Ted Lasso with you. Not because I don't want to watch Ted Lasso. In fact, I'm looking forward to watching Ted Lasso, but I don't like people looking at me and trying to figure out what I'm thinking. Yeah. And you've already seen it. And so I know that you would be re-experiencing it, but also looking for my experience of it. And it feels invasive to me. And I don't know why. It's not invasive, but it feels that way. Because I don't, I feel like I can't have my own thoughts if somebody is expecting my thoughts. Interesting. Does that make sense? It does. It does. It, and it also does. (laughs) (laughs) I've watched things with you that you've seen and you love. Yeah. And I'm watching for the first time. Right. And I don't necessarily feel that way. I mean, it's also my, I think, love language is there that I like to receive is quality time. So I, I think of it as like, this is like fun and Ivani likes it. It's a quality time and I, you know, I'll see if I like it. Yeah. I get it theoretically, but also in practice, I don't because I, because I don't have the same uh, experiences with it. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good point. So it's not... Like, I could watch Bob's Burgers with you Mm -hmm. because it doesn't feel like there are stakes attached. Mm. But you love Ted Lasso. I do. And I am afraid if I don't love it as much as you are expecting me to love it, then I'm going to disappoint you. Mm. And then it becomes wrapped up in my fear of disappointing my friends and then my fear of abandonment. And I don't want that to interfere on a show that I actually think I'm going to like. But I... I don't know. It's sometimes these situations where people are expecting me to feel a certain way. Oh my gosh. Like (laughs) when you guys wanted to watch me look at our new, um, our new faucet in the kitchen. (laughs) This is such a weird quirk about me, but, but you guys all like you and all the neighbors like came in before I saw the faucet to watch me see the faucet for the first time. And I'm like, I am not going to have the reaction you want me to have. This is a situation set up for me to disappoint you, and I hate it. (laughs) I don't know why I feel this way. Do you think part of it also is like you, 
maybe intentionally don't have the reaction you think that we're going to want you to have I in that moment. I think some of it, yeah, I do. I, I intentionally hide how I really feel about it because I'm afraid that how I'm going to feel about it, it's not going to be enough for you or it's going to disappoint you. And then it's my real reaction that disappoints you. And I think there's a vulnerability there that then it feels like you are now disappointed by who I actually am. Interesting. Ooh. Interesting. Ooh, I think I, I, real, I really <laughs> voiced that for the first time just now. <laughs> I think, I mean, that's, that's very interesting. And I, I get it. I also like in that specific instance, we did that with every, everyone. Cause I was the yeah. first person to witness it. And I was like, Bailey, check it out. And I was like, try and figure it out. And then she did. And she was all like, whoa, cool. And then Brie got home and then we were like, Brie, try and figure out this sink. Yeah. And then she was like, whoa, cool. Then Movie got home. We were like, Movie, come <laughs> figure out the sink. Down the line. <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, whoa, cool. So then when you got home, we're like, Bonnie, come experience the sink. Right. <laughs> it was just kind of like a continuation of it. Right. Like, again, I, f- I don't have any like weird, like, I'm not holding on to anything when it comes to this. Yeah. It's just a situation First, I, I am working on it because I'm trying to get better about just like having my emotions in front of other people. Mm-hmm. But when I was growing up, I, there was like punishment for having certain negative emotions. Mm-hmm. And so I I definitely tend to hide my real emotions until I can understand them. And then I filter them and place in front of people the emotion that I want to. Yeah. So I feel a little bit more in control. But then when it's a situation where people are watching my initial reaction or like I'm surprised by something, it makes me want to be false. And it's a, like a defense mechanism that I am working on. Yeah. So this was a good opportunity for me to work on it because I think I actually did have the reaction. Well, maybe not fully. I I was very confused by our faucet. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cool. It's taller than the other faucet. There's like a hands-free like motion sensor thing that turns it on and off. And it's cool when you pull down... The spigot part? I don't know any faucet words. Me, me neither. The the they're uh, dis- nozzle? detachable nozzle. Yeah. When you when you pull it down, it turns on. And then you can just lift put it back in and then it will turn off. Yeah, that's my favorite function. But only if the handle is on. Yes. But then if you turn but then you can turn the handle on and it won't turn on the water. It's very confusing. <laughs> So I was rightfully very confused by it while it was happening, but also I liked it, but I think it's the part of me that liked it that didn't fully show and I could have fully shown it, Yeah, but I didn't. That makes sense. I have a little bit of that, but it's less, I mean, I don't want to say yours is intentional, but it's less about like not wanting to do something and more about like, I just can't process Mm. like sometimes when I'm given information especially with facially I have a hard time controlling my face when I'm receiving new information or trying to process information (laughs) so a lot of times I look like angry or like upset about something but when I get new information or like someone's saying like oh we're doing this I'm just like staring like with the uh the screenplay Oh, yeah. That you and Bailey, like, informed us that was, it was happening yes. about our lives. Yes, you, di- you did not receive it the way that I was expecting you to, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but I just, I heard it and I was like, interesting. Okay. You're writing, so you're writing, you're writing a screenplay about our life. Okay. I'm in it. 
It's about me. Okay. <laughs> I'm late twenties. Yeah, I'm late twenties. Okay, <laughs> and like it just takes me a while to like absorb it enough where I can like figure out how I feel about it. Yeah, it was the same with there was like sense. a big fight that I had with my ex boyfriend where for New Year's I wanted to have a party because was you know back when we could have parties it was like 2016 or something and then he came in and he was like I got us a trip to Paris for New Year's. And I was like, I, I wanted to have a party and like, wasn't reacting the way somebody would react hearing they got a free trip to Paris with the person that they love. Right. And he was so mad at me Mm. for not reacting the way he wanted me to react. In my mind, I was like, this is throwing a wrench in my plans. Like I, I, and I didn't have time to process it. Obviously, like after the fact, I was like, this is dope. Like I'm going to Paris. But in my mind, I was just like, I, n- well, we're, you bought, you bought, okay, hold on. You bought tickets to Paris. We're New Year's, but I wanted to have a party for New Year's, not having a party for New Year's. Like, yeah, you were, you were going through all the things. Yeah. Also, it's weird because you spoke something that you wanted and he, sort of ignored that and decided what you guys were going to do. So that has he, its own layer yeah, to it. And too. I mean, there's also a layer of like, he's constantly, he was constantly like buying things and spending money that he didn't have. And that was something I was like trying to get him to stop doing. So <laughs> buying a whole trip to Paris while very nice. Yeah, it was, it was a whole loaded thing, but like things like that, like I just have a really hard time processing in the moment, especially like big news or anything that has to do with me. So I, I get it to it in, in a sense. Yeah. You know? And I understand I also understand better why you reacted that way when Bailey and I talked to you about our pilot idea. Because also when I came home that night after work and the rest of you guys had like fully fleshed out the ideas that Bailey and I started, I was like, oh, she's more into this idea than I expected. (laughs) A lot of times I am. I'm like excited by things. I just also... (laughs) Have no idea how to feel in the moment when I'm receiving information. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So funny. Did we answer the question? Oh, I did. I answered it immediately. Oh, oh. Because I don't want people to know what I'm thinking. (laughs) Yeah, I think probably the same. I am a little uncomfortable with people knowing my search history. I don't search anything super weird, but, you know, porn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't want people knowing what I watch. (laughs) What kind of porn you like. I don't think it's weird, but it's also just like weird that people have that information about me. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I'll save that line of questioning to like a later pod episode. Then. Yeah, let's just like save, that. you know, we have to, you know, save some things for later. That's right. Tune in next year to <laughs> find us talking about what porn we watch. <laughs> All right. Which would you choose? Oh, there's more. Okay. That was such an emotional question for me, yes. weirdly. But yes, next question. Um, and final question. And final question. Which would you choose? To forget your favorite books so you could reread them again for the first time. Oh. Or to forget your favorite TV shows so you could watch them again for the first time. Oh! <laughs> what a great question. Thank you. Because we were just talking about our favorite books and I got so excited for you because you get to experience my favorite book for the first mm-hmm. time. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, oh man, but then I can rewatch The Office for the first uh-huh. time. I knew this one was going to be hard Holy for you. Holy shit. Like, I love Friends, but I'm fine with not rewatching that again for the first time because I don't think I would love it as much. 
Yeah. I watched it now. I also watched Friends as a kid and like periodically and not in order. So it, I loved it, but I was never like, wow, this is so good. Like it just kind of grew on me. Right, right. Oh, God. Do I want to watch The Office again for the first time or do I want to reread The Fault in Our Stars for the mm. first time? Reread for the first time. <laughs> um, I, okay. I'm going to pick the book. Because of the just pure catharsis that it was reading that book. And I will never have that again. And then The Office, it just holds the fuck up. It does, yeah. It it never gets old. (laughs) So I think, I think, yeah, I think the book for me. All right. What about you? I would do TV shows. I... I mean, I grew up on TV. TV is one of my favorite things in the whole world. Yeah. And I've watched so many shows that I like love so to and it's the question gives you the option of all of the all of your favorites all of your favorite tv shows all your favorite books Mm. so I would get to rewatch a bunch of different ones but I'm especially excited about Doctor Who oh my god yeah I could rewatch Doctor Who for the first time which like fundamentally changed me as a teen yeah I was like wow the world is so much more beautiful than I thought it was and Yeah, I would be really excited about that. I'd be really excited about a lot of, like, the comedy shows that I love. That's a good answer for you. I forgot about, like, how much you love Doctor Who. Oh, man. Yeah. That, and Sherlock? Supernatural? Oh, my God. Oh my Sherlock God. for the first time? Dude. <sighs> and not having to wait the two years? Yes. Just, like, <laughs> having it, all, having access to all of it. Shelly. Yes. Fleabag season two for the first time. Shut up. Are you kidding me? That Holy is fuck. the best season of television that will ever exist. Yep. Oh Retweet my God. a thousand times. That it's not uh, it's not gonna change my answer, but it's really tempting. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh man. Well, I get to watch it, so Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I get to re- reread my book. <laughs> Okay. You ready for our new segment? I am. I'm very excited. So a while ago, I can't remember what year it was, but this really famous article came out in the New York Times that listed 36 questions that lead to love. Okay. And I thought, also our friend Jacob thought, (laughs) that this would be a really good idea for us on this podcast because we're dating each other to read one question at a time and really talk about it in depth and see if it leads to love. Okay. So like at the end of this, if all goes according to plan, we're going to be in love. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm open to that if you're open to that. Yeah. I'll keep my uh, mind open. Yeah. I'm open to, I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm open to it. Who knows? I mean, I guess we'll Find out. Yeah, it's, it's what we're here it's to what, know. It's like, you know, whatever. It probably, probably won't happen. But probably won't happen. Maybe it like, could. I don't know. Maybe. maybe. No, like, never say never. But, like, no. But, like, you never know. So. So, from my understanding, it kind of starts, like, more surface level and then ramps up to, like, deeper questions. Okay. So, here's number one. We're going to go in order. Great. If you could invite anyone in the world to dinner, who would it be? Oh. This is one of those questions that, like, you hear floating around, and I'm sure I've answered before. Right. But, like, you know, you, you get the question on the fly, so you kind of answer with whatever. Mm-hmm. But I have to think about it. 
I know because there's so many people in the world to choose from. I know there's a lot of people like there's people that I just want to meet in general but also like I have to think about people that I could like sit down and have like a couple of hours with and like feel comfortable enough to like talk to and want to hear about them and I probably don't want to you know berate them with the questions constantly. right like it's not an interview yeah do you know I don't. I'm kind of, I'm sitting here kind of thinking, my thought process right now is like, who do I think I would get along with? Who would I vibe with? Like who would change my life in a positive way? My brain isn't really being drawn to like Gandhi or Oprah or like these really important people that are incredible, but I feel like there would be such a power dynamic between me and them Mm -hmm. that I don't think I could really intake what they had to say. Yeah. I couldn't sit down with Oprah and just be like, and come away from it being like, I feel good about that interaction. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like who could I sit down with that? Like they would affect me in a positive way. I would affect them in a positive way. And then everybody would be better for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Brief music while we think. I'm just going to like look up people. <laughs> you don't have to get this right. I know, know? But I also want to be say something that's true to yeah, myself. That's true. Also, what could I do with this dinner? Could I... Could I change somebody's mind at this dinner? Like, maybe I should invite somebody I disagree with. Maybe. To, like, really hash things out. Or maybe, like, somebody I have conflict with in my life and then really, like, take that opportunity to heal it. Possibly. I mean, I'm kind of thinking of it as, like, an enjoyable dinner for myself. Is the the question include, like, living or dead? It says nothing about the aliveness of the people. (laughs) It says if you could invite anyone in the world to dinner, who would it be? All right. I have my answer. Oh, okay. If we're including dead people. Okay. If we're including dead people, then who would it be? Steve Irwin. Oh, what a great answer. I mean, I grew up loving Steve Irwin. um, because my stepdad always like joked that he kind of looked like him. So then like we would like watch him all the time. I mean, he's just a delightful person in general. He's so seems so humble. So like genuinely excited about like what he does. And, did. Oh. <laughs> and he his family is so lovely, like every single one of them. Um, and he's done a lot, I think, for um, like to connect people to nature. And I was also, like, devastated when he passed. And I think that I would just really like to have dinner with him. And I know that it would just be delightful. And I'd learn a lot about animals. Yeah. And well, would you talk to him about animals oh, the whole time? Absolutely. That was one of the people that I feel like wouldn't mind the questions. They'd be excited to, like, share because they love, like, animals and they love what, what they do. And I feel like he'd just be, like, spitting out random facts about alligators. And I could ask him about snakes here, here's a here's a question. Yeah, if he spit out some like really nice, generous things about chickens, would you change your mind about them? For Steve Irwin, yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. If Steve like brought a chicken to dinner and was like, <laughs> "Good eye, Shelly. Crikey, is a chicken? Isn't she a beaut? 
I'd be like, why do you like chickens? And he'd be like, because they do this and this for the for the uh, nature ecosystem ecosystem and they're really cool because look at the way that their heads don't move when you move their bodies and oh i'm talking myself into liking chickens oh no oh no Um, (laughs) i feel like you're really like settling into like a jermaine clement kind of approach (laughs) to that area of the world (laughs) the way you said their heads made me think of (laughs) Well, I love this for you. This is a great answer. Thank you. Okay. As you know, I've been getting into directing in my career. I'm really enjoying that. There's a director that I really, really love. There's a movie that I watched recently where the performances were so amazing and the way that that story was told was so amazing. And I ju- you can just feel how generous this director is through the movie. And her name is Marielle Heller. And she directed the movie that I'm talking about is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Oh, the um, Steve... The Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Steve, oh, Steve, Steve Rogers. Rogers. <laughs> the Steve Rogers movie. look at, like, the man behind the shield. <laughs> <laughs> what is Mr. Rogers' first name? Is it Steve? Fred. Oh. It's not it's Steve. Not Steve. <laughs> Frederick Rogers. Frederick Rogers. I actually haven't seen that movie. It's really good. And I think I could learn a lot from her technically. And I think I could learn a lot from her just as a human being. She could maybe just like illuminate some stuff for me in this field that I don't really know yet. If you could ask her like questions, what would you ask her? What her approach is in the prep time. Because I feel like on the day, in the room, I'm a good director. But as far as prep, I don't have a system yet. And I would really want to know how other directors approach different scripts. I would just want to know what she does and how she does it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer. I wish I knew more about her so I could ask more follow-up questions. So she played the mom in Queen's Gambit. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, she was great. She's great, right? And I looked her up because I loved her performance. And then I was like, oh my God, she directed this movie I love? Are you kidding me? That's so cool. Yeah, it was really good. I hope I'm saying her name right. Again, I have not seen her say her own name. Yeah, a a lot of the times I'm just guessing at how people say it. It could be Marielle. Marielle. Mary, Marielle. Mary, Marielle. It's E-L-L-E, so I'm pretty confident about the L part. I'm trying to find Marielle, Marielle, Marielle or Marielle. One of the two, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, question one has been done. All Do right. you feel in love with me yet? No, not yet. But okay. I mean, I feel like, you know, I know more about you. Yeah, same. And I need to know the person that I love, so. Yeah, I was really not expecting the Steve Irwin It answer. kind of came to me, and I was like, Oh, it couldn't be anyone else. Oh, I love that. So, yeah. A director doesn't surprise me, but I also know, don't know much about Marielle, and I didn't know that these she was one of your... Marielle? Mari, damn it. I was going to say, you really just like went full force with the Marielle. Yeah. <laughs> but if if Marielle is listening, I, I think she'll appreciate that. Thank but you. But if Marielle is listening, then she will not. She'll be really pissed off yeah, at yeah. it. 
I'm going to stick with Mariel. Okay. I, I'm going to say Mariel. Mariel. Yeah. Mar- I'll look it up after this. Well, then I'm going to say Mariel. I'll change it. To really. If it's wrong, I'm just going to overdub it really obviously. <laughs> Mariel. <laughs> and then you'll know. Perfect. Which it's, one is right? It is the perfect. <laughs> Wait. She directed an episode of Transparent. She did? Yeah. Wait. Oh, my God. Does that mean we'll that see. Alex has met her? I know. I got to see if Alex is in that episode. If she is, maybe I'll just give her a ring and be like, hey, Alex, can you make this dinner happen? <laughs> <laughs> I think she'd be like, yeah, sure. Uh, here's her phone number. That's she definitely not what she will would not do no. that. <laughs> it says Alex is in it. It also does? says Catherine Hahn was in it. Do you not know that Catherine Hahn is in Transparent? I No. <laughs> Girl, she's amazing in Transparent. She's one of my favorite characters in Transparent. I did not know she was in it at all. I was wondering how they were friends. Oh, yeah, it's because of Transparent. I almost met Catherine at the Transparent um, premiere party. But you didn't? I didn't because she was talking with her friends and I didn't want to be like, hello, I love you, goodbye. (laughs) Like, I I was just letting her. But I was was next to her and she had her back to me. Like, I Uh, was, I could reach out my arm and touch her. uh, I didn't, again, because it's like personal space and violating boundaries. But she was right there. Honestly, Catherine crossed my mind when I was thinking about people I wanted to have dinner with. Oh, great. That would have been a great answer, too. She was high on the list. Yeah. But I don't know if Marielle is attainable yet. We, we don't know. We don't, we don't know. know. We don't know. Because Alex might not. Yeah. Know we'll her we'll check in if you've met Marielle at any point in this podcast and we can, you can change your answer. Yeah. And we'll let everyone know if that ever happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I guess thank you for coming to the living room today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Can't wait to see you next time. This has been a very successful date. Yeah. I, I feel like I know you a lot better. I do too. So stay tuned to see if we fall in love. Mm, who knows? Yeah, like, we know, but, like, but who knows, you know? Like, like, question mark. Like, it's not going to happen, but, like, isn't it? (laughs) But isn't it? And why not? (laughs) Okay, bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) We're not dating at all. Thanks for listening to Everybody Ships Us. This podcast is executive produced by Schmangy Incorporated and is hosted, produced, and edited by Shelley Norfleet and Bonnie Dolan, with help from our production assistant, Brianna Chapelier. Our theme song was written by Bonnie Dolan and arranged by Andrew Carter, who also does our mixing and mastering. Our cover art was shot by Cynthia Price and designed by Shelley Norfleet. To get into contact with us, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Everybody Ships Us, and on Twitter at Ships Us Pod. Or you can email us at everybodyshipsus at gmail.com. If you like this podcast, make sure to follow or subscribe on your preferred podcast listening app.